I'm up here to do a scripture reading, and I have to say it's called, uh, it's Matthew 6, verses 25 through 34, and what it reminds me the most of is not only how God and Jesus take care of us and love us, but how our mothers do. So, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, yet what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the valley, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious. What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Thank you. And on Mother's Day... You probably didn't want me to talk about anxiety and worry, did you? (laughs) But I have to because it's the next place we're at as we go through the Sermon on the Mount. And this is the sixth message. And Jesus is talking about anxiety and worry. And it just so happened to fall on Mother's Day. So it's not my fault. All right? (laughs) Just the way it is. But notice this. Time has not fixed the problem. Jesus was talking about anxiety going on 2,000 years ago, and today we still have anxiety and worry. But I wonder what's worrying you these days. Is it this COVID that's been going on lingering forever? Is it your job that's causing you worry? Is it money problems? Or maybe a troubled relationship? Maybe there's family drama or a health concern. I don't think it matters if you're 15 years old or if you're 75 years old. I think everyone has some worry going on. Am I right? Yeah. Worry is as reflexive as you kicking your leg when the doctor taps you on your knee. It just seems to happen. You don't even have to think about it, right? Uh, Trouble comes and you worry. Worry is... Something that we all do. And if you're a mom, I feel like you worry extra. Because you worry for yourself and your whole family. Am I right? I always picture, you know, that duck that is, that mother duck that's crossing the road and all the little ducklings behind and she's just so concerned. Come on, let's go, everybody. That's what a mom does. I'm pretty sure that's why our ladies chose for their current Bible study It is called Having a Merry Heart in a Martha World. And I don't know if you're familiar with Mary and Martha. They were friends of Jesus, and they were sisters. And I want to read to you a little bit about 
their situation. You've probably read this before. Luke 10, it's in Luke 10, verse 38. As they went on their way, Jesus entered into this village, and a woman named Martha, she was the older sister, she welcomed Jesus into her house, and her sister named Mary just sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to Jesus and she said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. Come on, Jesus, give her a kick in the pants and tell her to help me out. But the Lord said, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Everyone has pulled a Martha at one time or another, have we not? How do you stop doing that and be more like Mary and just sit at the feet of Jesus? How do you not hit the panic button and instead seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? How do you find peace when you're surrounded by uncertainty? This morning, God's word will show us the way. Can you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you for this beautiful day in which we honor our mothers. We celebrate them. We cherish them. Father, on this day, let us be a day where we grow closer to you where we find comfort and joy in you. And let us continue to celebrate our mothers every day. And may you bring a blessing upon them this morning, this day, in the way that only you can. For Father, you are the God of many blessings. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Before I show you God's way through his word, about how to have more peace and less worry. I want to tell you that there is some worry that is actually okay. There is some worry that's okay. I know you've probably been told your whole life, you're not supposed to worry, you know, especially if you're a Christian, you're not supposed to have worry, you're not supposed to be concerned. But there is some worry that's actually okay. Um, it's the Apostle Paul, who wrote um, many of the letters in the New Testament, he actually commended some men who dedicated their lives to the Lord's work. I read it to you in 1 Corinthians 7, 32. He says, the unmarried man, so it's a choice that they made to dedicate themselves to the Lord, they're anxious about the things of the Lord and how to please the Lord. Paul himself chose not to marry, to dedicate his life to the Lord's work. And in 2 Corinthians, he writes this, to chapter 11, verse 28. He says, apart from all these things, and he was actually talking about all the sufferings that he endured, There's the daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. Paul was constantly worrying about these churches that he started, that he helped establish in all the cities that he traveled to around the Mediterranean Sea. He had a good worry. So if you're worried about pleasing God, go ahead, worry. It's okay. You can have some anxiety about that. However, my guess is your worrying is a different kind. And most worrying is actually a lack of trust in God. That's what most worry is. 
And that's a problem because that's actually a sin. The Apostle Paul explained this to the church in Rome. He said that whatever does not proceed from faith is what? It's a sin. If it doesn't come from faith, trust in God, it's a sin. So we look at those words of Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount. I'm just going to bring you to verse 25 and verse 30. Jesus said, I tell you, don't be anxious about your life. What do we worry about in life? We worry about what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink. We're going to worry about what we're going to wear. You probably stood in front of your closet. Ladies, how many outfits are on your bed right now? Maybe I'll hold a confession later for just that. How many pairs of shoes do you need to own? I'm kidding. Today you can have as many as you want. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Jesus said in verse 30, If God so clothes the grass of the field, which is today alive and tomorrow thrown in the oven, will he not much more clothe you? And then those famous words, O ye of little faith. Right? I mean, you watch television, you hear it all the time. O ye of little faith. The words of Jesus. And right there, to me, he nails it. What's the problem why is worry a sin, O oh, ye of little faith? Because you're, you're worrying. You're, you're not trusting God. You're lacking faith. And God tells you to trust me every single day. Do you trust God every single day? Remember the Lord's Prayer? Just a few Sundays ago, we talked about the Lord's Prayer. Not a prayer that you just know by heart, but a prayer you pray with all your heart. You think about the words that Jesus said. He said, give us this day our daily bread for a reason. We must trust him every day. You might recall in the desert, God's people were um, without food, right? And they would have starved to death. They didn't have any food out in the desert. So God did something amazing. He rained down what looked like snow, but it came down and it was manna, bread from heaven. Right? And the Israelites went shopping. And they went out and they got their manna and they collected enough for the whole week, right? Wrong. They were instructed to get enough just for the day. Except on the Sabbath day, right? The day before the Sabbath, they collected enough for two days. But if they went out there on a Monday and they said, you know what, I'm worried God's not going to do this again tomorrow. And they collected two days worth, what happened to it? spoiled, right? It, it rotted. Because God was teaching them to trust him every day. Every day. I remember many years ago, Jamie and I were trying to get ahead financially. Trying to build up our savings. Just give ourselves a little bit of cushion. And we were working really hard to pay off some debt that we had. Money was pretty tight. And we got this little surplus. I think it was from a tax return. And, and we did what uh, Dave Ramsey says, you know, get $1,000 in the bank. We finally got there, right? We had that $1,000. We had this little cushion in the bank. And we were excited for that. But then we heard that our friends at church got into a financial pinch. He lost his job, and they couldn't pay their mortgage. So Jamie and I prayed about it. We talked it over, and we gave them all our savings. Bye-bye, cushion. <laughs> But I think it was because God wanted us to trust him every day. Every day we need to trust him. Because every day has its own troubles, does it not? 
If you don't trust God, you are in danger of, well, there's some bad things that can happen to you when you excessively worry. Just to give you just the simple um, facts of it, worrying can cause you to be physically sick. I don't know if you know this or maybe you've experienced this before, but when you excessively worry, it causes chronic stress. Chronic stress elevates your cortisol levels in your body. When you have elevated cortisols, the scientists say that if this happens to you, it will lower your immune system. You can have increased weight gain, blood pressure, cholesterol, and a chance for heart disease. It increases your risk of depression, mental illness, and lowers your life expectancy. Did I scare you yet? Yeah, that's what happens when cortisol is surging in your body continuously because you're stressed, because you're worrying. I also think worry gives us a short fuse. You know, you lose it quicker when you're worrying. One little thing sets you off. I think worrying takes away your ability to focus on small tasks because your mind just keeps going back to the worry and you can't concentrate. But the worst thing I think that happens when you worry is you don't have peace. Because peace is the opposite of worry. You need peace, a calmness, and you just don't have that. You can't have both. You can't worry and be at peace. They're mutually exclusive. doesn't work. So I don't want you to worry, and God doesn't want you to worry. So there's a solution. How do we seek first the kingdom and his righteousness instead of worrying? The Apostle Paul tells you in Philippians 4, 6, Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything. And that doesn't mean don't ever get anxious. It means don't continue to be anxious. What do you do instead? In everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Every time you feel anxious and you start to worry, just take it to the Lord in prayer. And it doesn't matter if you do it every day for a month. Or for years, if it's the same worry, let your requests be made known to God. That's the key. When I start to worry, I think of my favorite hymn. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. How many of you know that hymn? It's a wonderful hymn. Do you have this habit of taking your worries to the Lord in prayer? That's the habit you need to have. We have other options. People have other ways of dealing with their worry. There's a song that you might be familiar with by Bobby McFerrin, a famous song. Don't worry, be happy. Oh, you know it. A catchy tune. I bet you really love that whistling part in that song, don't you? But it's not very practical, folks. You can't just whistle your way from worry to happiness. It's not a light switch you can just flip. Just think about the words of that song. Ain't got no place to lay your head. Somebody came and took your bed. Lost your house to foreclosure. Landlord evicted you. Oh, don't worry. Be happy. Come on. Ain't got no cash, ain't got no style, ain't got no gal to make you smile. You're broke from the divorce. But hey, don't worry. 
Be happy. A catchy tune, not real helpful. That's why I wanted to name this sermon, Don't Worry, Be Praying. Don't worry, be praying. Praying leads to something way better than happiness. It brings peace. Verse 7, the peace of God surpasses all understanding. It guards your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. God's peace goes beyond our understanding. Many years ago, my stepfather, Bill, went into the hospital for some internal pain he was experiencing. And the doctors determined that his aorta burst. Usually when that happens, you bleed out and die quick. But Bill had some stuff in his body that was holding it together long enough for the surgeons to go in there and put a Gore-Tex sleeve around his aorta, which is still there today. Does have a big scar on his chest. But it was touch and go in recovery. I remember going to the hospital and talking with my mom. And you would have thought she would have been a mess. But she had a piece about her that didn't make any sense unless you know Philippians 4-7. She just said, and I'll never forget her words, I just don't know how other people can do this without God. How do you go through this without God? God gives a peace that goes beyond all understanding. It makes no sense to the world. How can you be at peace when your life is a mess? It's not possible, but with God... All things are possible. You can be at peace. And it's not about how you pray or or even what you pray. It's about whom you pray to. That's the key. Who are you asking? Who are you talking to? You're talking to the God of peace. Your Father in heaven is the God of peace. And when you run into his arms, he gives you peace. Think about it. How many times growing up did you fall down and get a boo-boo and then run into your mama's arms so she could hold you and kiss your boo-boo? And what happened? In that moment in which she embraced you, she was your salvation. She took away your worries. She gave you peace again. And then you ran off and played. Now we're all grown up. You may or may not still have your mom with you to hold you, but either way, you have a God of peace to run to. Listen to this, what the prophet Isaiah said. He taught the people a song. It was actually a prophetic song because it hadn't happened yet. It's in Isaiah 26, in verse 1. He says, in that day, this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city, He sets up salvation as walls and bulwarks, which means fortresses. Open the gates that the righteous nation that keeps faith may enter in. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. 
When you think about that, God has set up a salvation for you. Now, what's interesting about that word salvation is when you look at the Hebrew word, it's Yeshua. We would pronounce it Joshua. And what is another name for Joshua? Jesus. Jesus is your salvation. A fortress with gates wide open, Jesus has his arms open for you to run to. The righteous that have faith may enter in. And when you enter into the arms of Jesus, when you have your mind set on him, when you trust fully in him, he will overwhelm you with perfect peace. Recall the words of Jesus, John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. We are called to trust in the everlasting rock. Gosh, I love that. The everlasting rock of your salvation. Next week I'll be talking about that as we finish up the Sermon on the Mount, the rock of our salvation. No day comes without some trouble. And you have a choice to make. You can either worry about it or you can pray about it. It's your choice you make every day. And as a Christian, when you bow your head and you pray to God, oftentimes prayers are, God, take this away from me. But a Christian life isn't void of troubles. It's not void of trials and temptations. So regardless of what's going on in your life, pray that you can have peace in the midst of your situation. Run into his arms. Cry. Slobber all over Jesus. He doesn't care. He's okay with that. He loves you. And he wants you to come to him and let your request be made known. And then meditate on this great truth that we see in the Word of God. That he will guard your mind and heart in Christ Jesus. He will guard it. And honestly, if you, if you do all of that, if you pray and you let your requests be known to God, and you don't have any peace, it's possible that you may have some sin in your life that you need to confess. Because if you have bitterness, unforgiveness, and you're holding on to that, you can't hold on to Jesus. So you got to let it go. Confess your sin. God is faithful and just. Then you can embrace Jesus. I truly believe it's a choice you have to make every single day. Worry or peace. And my hope is you'll make that choice to pray and let your requests be known to God. And the peace that goes beyond all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I want to offer this time for you. It's a wonderful opportunity. Don't let it escape you. You're here. You're worshiping God. You've heard the word. You've prayed. You've sang. You've, you've given your offering. You're, you're here together with the body of Christ. Pray to God. Bow your heads and tell him if there's a worry going on in your life right now, if you're worried about something, hand it over to God. Run into the arms of Jesus. He will give you a peace. 
So I want to encourage you to do that right now. And I, as you're doing that, as you're praying, I invited my mom to, to come up and, and sing our final song today. Well, my name is Eileen Petty. And um, I found that um, my relationship with God was real rocky when my mother, who I love so much, she's the one that in my life that taught me everything about God. And um, she got sick in 1979, and she passed away uh, with cancer at age 47. And um, my grandpa, which was her dad, passed away 12 hours before my mom. So we talk about life being hard, and this was my hardest year uh, ever. And um, we moved away, so I wasn't near my sister and brother. And um, I was pregnant with my second child, Ron, Ronnie. And um, he was born that year, 1979, on December 26th, and that was my mother's birthday. So that's when I learned I was so mad at God for taking her, and I learned he didn't take her, he received her. And I got my son as a, you know, a blessing, and we celebrate my mom's birthday with my son as well. So this song that I selected is called My Life is in Your Hands because it really is. God is in control. Life can be so good. Life can be so hard. Never knowing what each day can bring to where you are. Sometimes I forget, and sometimes I can't see that whatever comes my way, you'll be with me. My life is in your hands, my heart is in your keeping, I'm never without love, not when my future is with you. My life is in your hands, and though I may not see clearly, I will my voice and sing Cause your love does amazing things Lord, I know my life is in your hands Nothing is for sure Nothing is for key and all I know is that your love will live eternally. So I will find my rest 
And I will find my peace Knowing that you meet my every need My life is in your hands My heart is in your keeping I'm never without love Not when my future is with you My life is in your hands And though I may not see clearly I will lift my voice and sing Cause your love does amazing things Lord, I know my life is in your hands When I'm at my weakest, Lord, you carry me Then I become my strongest, Lord When my future is with you My life is in your hands And though I may not see clearly I will lift my voice and sing Cause your love does amazing things Lord, I Oh